Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey apps. The youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 10 o'clock tonight before we hand things over to the JR. Sport Brief. We're efforting to get our pal Kevin Sheehan on the line. He is the host of the Kevin Sheehan Show weekdays 10 to 1 on our sister station, the Team 980. If we cannot get Kevin Sheehan, now we will continue our conversation surrounding the Washington Commanders, but I wanted to have Kevin on. They they had some interesting discussion on, on Kevin's show this afternoon, and Kevin and company were discussing Jonathan Allen versus Deron Payne. It's very interesting to see that, man, via the poll that Kevin took, I'm going to scrolling down here. So if you could pick one was the rule that Sheehan gave. 1,500 of you tapped in on this. If you could pick one, John Allen or Deron Payne, in an astounding landslide, the folks go with John Allen. So it was very interesting to see. We do have Kevin on the line. Kevin, appreciate you giving us some time, my friend. What's up, Linnell? How you doing, man? I am good. So I want to get right into it, man, because you have obviously been around this team and covering this team in some sort, uh, some shape or fashion for a very long time, man. So this year, I think you could admit, is unlike any other in terms of, like, the events we had happen this offseason, the impending sale of the team, Ron going into year four of a five-year deal. There are a lot of moving parts with this group right now. We played some audio from earlier, uh, the Move the Sticks podcast with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Daniel Jeremiah, Kevin, is very bullish on the Washington Commanders heading into 2023. And I think it's an interesting take, that an interesting stance that he's taking, Kevin, because when you look at all of the power rankings leading up to training camp and when you hear national media members talk about Washington, they don't seem to be that high on this group because of the uncertainty at quarterback. Daniel Jeremiah acknowledging the uncertainty at quarterback, but then goes on to say he'd be surprised if they didn't make the postseason in the NFC. What do you make of that? And do you think it's smart to be bullish on this group? Well, that's first person in like national media I've heard, you know, be optimistic. I mean, I've heard people talk about, you know, 
they're optimistic that this could be a good defensive team. But even from that standpoint, Linnell, I think they've been a little bit undersold. I mean, none of this matters, you know, but it's, it's all conversation. um, And, and, you know, for people like us, it's, it creates some content for us in in these dog days of July. But (laughs) um, I think it's the best roster that they've had since, I mean, since 2016, but it's, it's actually probably a better overall roster yeah, than they had in 2016. Standpoint. But if, if you're, if you're a, an analyst and your job is to make these July predictions for the upcoming season, you're going to nine times out of 10 discount a team significantly. If the quarterback is, either bad or a total mystery. And the best thing you can say about the quarterback situation here, no matter what some in our fan base believe, is it's a mystery. It's a total unknown. We have no idea. And by the way, they don't either, meaning the coaching staff and everybody out there. I mean, you can be impressed with his arm strength and his mobility, but nobody knows at the NFL level, you know, whether a guy is going to, to succeed until he's actually out there doing it um but yeah i mean if he is a serviceable you know top 20 ish kind of a quarterback this year i think they're going to be great defensively i mean why wouldn't they be why wouldn't they be great defensively they were by most metrics last year a, a legitimate top 10 defense why would they take a step back this year? I mean, things happen in the NFL. We understand that. Right. And defenses aren't as sustainable for a long run as offenses with great quarterbacks are. But if they're as good or better as they were last year defensively when they won eight games with Taylor Heineke, exactly. and, and, and Sam Howe is, you know, is, is, is okay and, and turns out to look like an NFL starter, I don't know about playoffs, but I think it's going to be a fun product to watch develop during the year. And, you know, maybe the year really to look forward to would be 24, you know, in his second full year of starting, if it turns out he can really play. Because typically guys starting, unless you're Mahomes, in their first season as a full-time starter, don't go to the playoffs, you know, even with a good team around them. But um, I do think they've been a little bit underrated by the national media, um, you know, in terms of their roster, not necessarily their overall ranking because quarterback does matter a lot. Exactly. Uh, we're joined right now by our pal Kevin Sheehan. He is the host of the Kevin Sheehan Show, weekdays 10 to 1 on our sister station, the Team 980. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Kevin Sheehan DC. The second part of the audio clip that I played, Kevin, was Bucky Brooks going into a little bit of detail on why he thinks Washington will have some shortcomings this year. And he mentioned the running game. And Kevin, you talk to a casual Washington Commanders fans. You take numerous calls during your show. I think there's this assumption within our fan base that Washington was a good running team last year. When you look at the numbers, and I've been, you know, headfirst into uh, Warren Sharp's, you know, preseason manual, so to speak, where he breaks down all the numbers. Washington was amongst one of the most inefficient running teams in football last year. So, so Bucky gave this idea of them signing Dalvin Cook. Now, one, Kevin, how realistic do you think that is? And then in fantasy land hypotheticals, what do you think it does to Washington offensively? Well, it's total fantasy land because they like their running. Yeah. They like their running backs. I mean, you know, As when you should. talk to people, 
you know, when you talk to people out there, they're big fans of Brian Robinson Jr. They're big fans of Antonio Gibson. And I think the enemy is starting to feel like Gibson has, I don't know, I, I'm in the camp of Gibson's got an enormous amount of talent and, and upside. And I don't get the evaluation of their running backs. I understand what the numbers were. I've seen them, the advanced numbers, the traditional numbers. You know, for most people, just looking at their average yards per carry, it was like 3.9 and 3.8 for Robinson Jr. and Gibson. But they had a bad offensive line. They had a quarterback in a, situ- in a situation at quarterback where they couldn't threaten teams down the field um, with, you know, with, with, a, with, with arm strength and with vertical, you know, uh, th- there was nothing vertical about their offense. Yeah. And, and I thought Gibson and Robinson Jr. considering, although I did look at yards after contact recently because I was talking about this, and neither one of them was way up there in yards after contact either. But yeah. I like both of them. The eye test for me says that Robinson Jr. in his second year, if you give him 20-plus carries a game, would be a 1,200, 1,300-yard-plus back. Yeah. And that's what I see. And I think Gibson actually is – as explosive, you know, I'm not going to put him up there with an Alvin Kamara or something like that, but I do right. think that he's got big play potential. We've seen it in space. I also think he's a really good runner overall. And last year he got rid of the problem. Hopefully, it, it you know, he's able to continue to, to hold on to the football because that was our biggest concern a year ago. But I like their backs, and I saw Warren Sharp's number. You know, what was it, the 29th ranked running back class out of 32 teams? <laughs> that was a joke. I just don't see that. I see them, you know, not top 10 or top 15, but I see them close to top half of the league right. with Robinson Jr. And, and Gibson. I like their backs. Yeah, Kevin, I think that position, along with the offensive line and, and the tight end group, I, I damn near just named every position on offense, I'm going to be looking at those groups uh, with a keen eye come training camp. The running back position interests me, though, Kevin, because when you think about the way Kansas City has run their offense traditionally, and I understand with Mahomes under center, it's a completely different beast. But even going back to the Alex Smith Kansas City Chiefs, the profile of running back that they had as their lead horse, I think it it makes it seem like Antonio Gibson should have the leg up because of the things he's able to do out of the backfield and being a more natural pass-catching threat. Being out there at OTAs, Kevin, there was a, a moment in time where Eric Bieniemy, Brian Robinson got visibly frustrated uh, at Eric Bieniemy's, you know, stiff coaching because he's trying to get him to become a better route runner and pay attention to detail and run your routes to the right width. I say all that to say this. Considering his lack of experience as a pass catcher and seeming being that he doesn't really threaten teams if you line them up in the slot, do you worry about the depth of the overall room? Because I think Antonio Gibson is the only back that they have right now that I think is a complete back. Well, I agree with that because I think Gibson proved in 21 that, you know, as a 20-plus carry a guy, uh, you know, back, he's big and str- he's big enough and he's strong enough yeah. and his vision improved in 21. It was much more advanced than it was in 20. Um, and he he carried them during that four game win streak that got them back to six and six before the COVID. It was really a lot of of Antonio Gibson and ball control and third down conversions and time of possession. Go back and look at those games. You know yeah. 
when they beat Carolina and Seattle and the Raiders, and I'm forgetting who the fourth team in there, Tampa. Tampa. It yeah. started with Tampa. Yes. When they beat Brady at home. Um, and I, uh, I, I agree with you on that. But Robinson Jr. was a load last year. I mean, he really, you know, after, look, uh, it would have been great to have had him the entire year. Right. I was a little bit skeptical early on, but I just thought he kept getting better and better. And I think we'll see, you know, good things from him this year. But I like Gibson a lot, and I, I like their running back room. Look, the biggest, the biggest mystery that this roster is as good as it's been in six, seven years. But what we don't know, and what matters the most in this sport, is do you have a quarterback? And we don't know if they do or don't. And if they don't. Well, you can be great defensively. You can have great receivers. You can have a good, good running back room. But we've seen that in recent years with teams like Denver, who didn't have a quarterback. You know, the Jets, who didn't have a quarterback. You know, uh, Buffalo before Josh Allen got there had an outstanding defense, but not a great, but no quarterback. And you ended up with six and ten and seven and nine and five and eleven seasons with great defense. You know, Washington last year had a really good defense, eight eight and one. I mean, so, you know, they, they weren't, they were close to a playoff team, but they weren't a playoff team. And they certainly weren't a contender if they had made it as a seven seed. Um, So that's the big question. I mean, I, 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 it, that's number one and one A and one B before we get to O line, which is number two. Well, that's a beautiful segue, Kevin. I could tell you're a radio professional. I will let you go on this, my friend. Are you buying the narrative that's coming out of the park? that Eric Bieniemy, in the scheme that he's going to run will be enough to mask Washington's deficiencies up front? I, I don't know. Um, we've never, <laughs> he's, never, you, he's, he's, never he's never called plays. Um, he doesn't have Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't have Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes, I had Jay Gruden on my podcast tomorrow, and I'm going to play some of that on the radio show tomorrow morning. Um, and you know, Jay was talking about Kansas City, mm-hmm. and he's like, Patrick Mahomes probably for twenty to thirty plays made Andy Reid and everybody on that offense look good. Um, <laughs> and so you don't know yeah. uh, whether or not the scheme will will mask any sort of inefficiencies that they have. I mean, look, I hope they solved their O line problem. That was a big problem last year. Let's mm-hmm. not forget, Linnell. I think a lot of people tend to, to say it was just bad when Taylor Heineke was in there. It was butt-awful when, when Carson Wentz was oh, yeah. the quarterback, it might have been worse. too. It, it, I think it was worse yeah. early in the season. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, 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 I hope Eric Bieniemy <laughs> has enough rubbed off, and yeah. but he doesn't have he does not have Patrick <laughs> Mahomes here. Key difference. Or Travis Kelsey. No. I appreciate you giving us some time, Kevin. It is going to be an interesting season. And uh, did you mention you had Jay Gruden on the podcast? I definitely got to tap into that. Yeah, Jay was on with me today. Jay's great. He's Always. you know he's he's so giving with his time, you know, and and he's phenomenal guest and analyst. You know, right. McLuhan. I had Scott McLuhan on a few weeks ago, and McLuhan told me for like the fifth time in the last <laughs> you know eight years that Jay Gruden was the best talent evaluating head wow. coach that he ever worked with Gruden, you know, and he told me today, Deron Payne was his guy all along, not Vita Vey and not Derwin James. Right. And they, 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 he, 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 he loves Deron Payne and thinks he's on the verge of becoming, you know, a dominant, dominant defensive tackle.
Yeah, I'm excited, man. Can't wait to see it. Kevin, we'll be tapped into the show tomorrow morning. Appreciate you giving us some time as always, my man. Marilyn, I hope you're well, man. That is Kevin Sheehan, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Kevin Sheehan DC for the latest on the Burgundy and Gold. And make sure you check out uh, the Kevin Sheehan Show tomorrow morning and weekdays, 10 to 1, over on our sister station, the Team 980. We'll take a quick timeout and put a bow on this show when we come back. Do I think that Eric Bieniemy is going to match the deficiencies of Washington's offensive line? We'll put a bow on the show, and I'll answer that question next as the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 